What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother. I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, I can't really, like, spread too much tea or whatever just yet. But just know it's coming soon to motherfucking theaters near you. I got some good news, good vibes, good energy coming my way and y'all way like oh my gosh y'all i can't wait but you know we're gonna discuss the discussions when it's time to deliberate the deliberations but as of now as you can see by the title it's another q a that i haven't done in a minute so i got some of the questions from le instagram and you know i'm gonna answer them on le podcast but of course i'm gonna promote myself first make sure if you want to have an intimate personal conversation with me to help you figure out what your climactic goal is book a session with me at www.fairyintimate.com and you know go to the sessions tab if you want to go look at the little gallery tab where I have like pictures of myself because some things just can't go on Instagram but you know hello and even if you want to book the session with you and your partner, book a session. You and your family, you and your friends, just you. It does not matter. All of my sessions are intimate and personal. And I make it a personal connection between me and you. And I also make sure that each thing that we talk about throughout the session correlates to you and your life only. So I will not, emphasis, I will not give you generic advice like if I'm speaking on my podcast I'm not going to give you generic advice that I give on my podcast no I will give you advice that correlates to your life you your body your mind your soul your spirit but anyways make sure you book a session with me at www.fairyintimate.com and bada bing bada boom bam follow me on social media as you already know and we finna get into this Q&A so let's go the first question is who is really responsible for our orgasms? The fuck you. You. Always and forever. I don't see... And you know what? I'm happy somebody asked that question. Because I don't understand why people feel the need to... Put so much responsibility on your partner. On, on their partner. Your partner, whatever. I'm just going to start... It's going to sound like kind of weird, but hopefully you follow. Stop putting so much responsibility on your partner for them to be in charge of your orgasm because something I've, I've, I've talked about before and I have preached it ev- several times, you have to learn yourself before you can anticipate others to know what to do, before you can let others do what they want to do to you. You have to know yourself. Who is responsible for your org- orgasm? You are. It's not your partner's responsibility to sit there and, t- like, it's not your partner's job, let's say in a um, in a situation like mine. It's not my boyfriend's job to give me dick so good that I orgasm. Like, that sounds kind of weird, but let me explain. My boyfriend's job is, or it's not even his job. My boyfriend has good dick. But it's not his job to deliver the dick to the point where I orgasm. It's my job to tell him how to deliver the dick. Just like when y'all go and you go to a restaurant and what you order? A steak. If you tell the chef, I want my steak to be medium. How do you know 
you like medium steak because you know that whenever you see a rare steak, you don't fuck with it. It's too red, bloody, whatever, medium well. It's like it's okay, but it's a little on the tougher side. You want something a little bit more chewy, well done, looks like a brick rock. Like you've done the time, you have taken the time to understand how you like your steak to be cooked. You understand how you like your steak to be presented. You know this stuff about your food, so know the same information about your body. When you take your ass to Chick-fil-A, not Chick-fil-A, what's that other place? When you take your ass to Starbucks, and you be like, can I get a caramel macchiato with oat milk, extra foam, extra caramel syrup, a drizzle of cinnamon, two splashes of classic syrup, and hold the whipped cream? Your ass can go to Starbucks and make this complicated ass order. And you know your order is complicated, but you don't care that your order is complicated. Why? Because it satisfies you. Because it tastes good. Because it feels good when it goes down your throat and in your stomach. If you know that your order is that complicated, but yet you still find satisfaction in it, you should know your body so that way you can find satisfaction and then be able to repeat that order to your partner let them know what the fuck you want how you want it how you like it and then bada bing bada boom what they gonna do they're gonna give you a starbucks and then lay it down on you lay it down oh lay it down Woo, woo, woo. So, yeah, like the person who is responsible for your orgasm is you. It's yourself. Don't ever put that responsibility on somebody else. Well, you're not making me come. Well, what the fuck are you doing in the meantime to make yourself come? You can't sit here and complain about your partner not being able to satisfy you when you can't even satisfy yourself. If you can't satisfy yourself, do not. This is just my opinion. Because I don't need nobody coming to me like, well, you don't know shit. Well, I know enough. I got enough degrees and I got enough certificates and licenses to know enough. All I'm saying is, do you, boo-boo. Well, all I'm saying is, if you don't know yourself well enough, the last thing you should do is to complain to somebody else about what they're not doing for you when you can't even do it for yourself. Hello, hello, hello. Anyways, question number two. How did you learn how to masturbate and what tips would you give to others? How did I learn how to masturbate? How did I learn how to masturbate? Oh, how did I learn how to masturbate? That's actually a good question. How did I learn how to masturbate? Well, if I had to be honest, if I really had to be honest, oh, well, it's a mini story time because I got to be honest because the one thing I do is keep it a buck 180 with you. Anyways, how I learned was... (laughs) I was listening to music one day and I stumbled across a pretty Ricky like pretty Ricky and some other like artists who make like horny sexy music and actually I remember the first song because I was listening to plies because he had just dropped um it was one of his songs that he had dropped and everybody was listening to it. I can't remember the time, but I remember this exact song because I remember this moment. I listened to um, Pretty Pussy, Miss Pretty Pussy by Plies. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? And all you hear is a nigga going to be in a Miss Pretty Pussy. 
she can get it hot in good shade. I'm like, who the fuck? What? First of all, what is a pussy? And why is it pretty? I get to Googling. You know, Google your best friend sometimes to the bitch start lying, saying that you pregnant because you just got a bad headache. What the fuck ever. But um, I started listening to that. And then I was like, okay, hold the fuck up. Like, these words are kind of like, mm, 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 mm. So then I listened to more artists like Pretty Ricky, Tank, um, Jamie Foxx, Neo. Like, a lot of artists who were just dropping, like, this right here is a penny dropper. Like, that kind of music. And I was in middle school-ish, whatever. I don't know. I was young. I know I wasn't having sex just yet, but I was somewhere in the younger ranges and I started to touch myself just because like I was I don't want to say ticklish but I just became sensitive and it felt like I honestly had to pee but then I went to the bathroom and I didn't have to pee and you know just naturally when you go to the bathroom you wipe yourself so or I can't speak for people with penises because y'all don't necessarily always have to wipe because y'all pee out your penis hole but for people with vulvas we naturally just wipe when we go to the toilet like even if nothing comes out it's just a natural thing to wipe it so when I wiped myself I felt my quick jump and I was like oh shit what is this and like puberty started to come in and I'm like why did it just feel good to wipe my um vagina or whatever then I just started looking at things on google and it was talking about like oh this is a sensation called being horny and I tried to ask my mom about it, but eh, Christian parents, like, they can't, if, even if she sits down and listens to this podcast episode, oh, fuck well, like, y'all are annoying growing up, because it's like, you can't have a regular conversation without being like, the Lord Christ compels you, and it's like, yes, he does, but at the same time, I still have needs and sensations that you could explain to me, but another conversation for another day. Anyways, she couldn't explain shit, so then I went back to my best friend, Google, and then I stumbled across porn, and then I ran across a porno that, like, where the woman was masturbating and after that I kind of like imitated what she did but what she did did not turn me on now listening to music and listening to like words of what somebody would want to do to someone they want to seduce that turned me on more than watching somebody just uh, 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 the whole time like bitch shut up like you're really loud in my ear and I don't want to fucking hear that (laughs) so that's how I started masturbating it's just like the words that I would um hear artists say in music and I even started to read erotic poetry or erotic novels like that was my peak of reading books and poems and stuff and starting to stumble across those things I definitely was like oh shit this makes me uh happy 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 so that's how I came across it. Um, what I would suggest for others, honestly, figure out what I would suggest to go through the same process that I went through, but not necessarily saying with music. I would more so say, like, figure out what makes you horny without having to force yourself to be horny. Like, I was just chilling and listening to music, and then once something started to pique my interest, I naturally started to be like, oh, well, this feels good. Oh, this is good. I like the way this sounds. I like the way they sing this melody. I like the way he's going to say, I like the way that he sings. 
um, eat my pussy or something like that. It was just something that naturally turned me on that made me horny and it made me want to touch my sensitive spots to see what I actually want in those moments. Like even if your nipples are, even if you're the only person that your nipples get aroused when you're horny and stuff like that, play with your fucking nipples. I mean, shit. I got big titties and then like when I was younger, they, they were bigger than my fucking body at one point. I would like purposefully like pick my boob up and suck on it. And now that was just like a, like a, I don't know what the fuck. I can't even give a reason for it. But I just did it just because. And now that I'm older, it's just like my nipples are sensitive. But it took the right kind of touch that I was looking for. So it's just like if your body is sensitive in certain spots when you get horny, play with those spots. Like, don't be afraid to touch yourself. Don't be afraid to flick your click left and right. If you got long nails, that's kind of sharp. Be careful. Because, baby, I'm telling you now. You cut any skin down there where you have open flesh, mm-hmm. bitch is going to sting. I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. Don't be afraid. Like, if your anal cavity starts to, like, clench and unclench when you're aroused and stuff like that, don't be afraid to play with it. Like, it's okay. Your body is meant to be pleased. It's meant to have arousal, and it's meant to have a release. You just have to figure out what that release is. So my suggestion, for sure, for sure, would just be find out what makes you aroused what gets you there and then once you find something that like touches your interest then you act upon it so when I say and let me put that out there when I say touch your interest I'm not saying like as soon as the shit happens your pussy is creaming to the floor your dick is as hard as a whistle no I'm not saying that what I am saying is if something like makes your dick jump if something makes your clitoris kind of be like, ooh, what's this? Hold up, hold up, hold up. If your nipples get aroused, if your anal cavity is like, hey, 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 that I fuck with. Or I think I fuck with that. Let me get another bite. Like things like that, when you feel those sensations in your body, see where it's coming from and then take it for a step further and further and further, the more comfortable you become. It just takes time. And honestly, if we've learned about masturbating, Um, like in sex education courses or if people were honest about masturbation is a lot more satisfying than actual sex if people were honest about that a lot of people would be more in tune with their bodies and it probably could produce more orgasms another conversation for another day what turns you on is the third question what turns you on if somebody's asking what turns me on um what turns me on um to be honest I can't I it's difficult to answer that question because it depends on my day like I could go home I'm on the way home now I could go home and literally like be like bae I'm horny come fuck me off the strength of just because um I could wake up in the morning and see my partner get out of the shower and I'm instantly turned on because it's like damn your body looks good and you're glistening from the water dripping off your body but um If I had to pinpoint, like, one specific thing that turns me on, it's honestly words that's followed by action, but it's more so words. I'm the kind of person where I like phone sex. I like sexting. I like flirting, talking freaky. So, it's like if my partner hits me up and is like, hey, babe, what are you doing? I'll be like, nothing, whatever. 
we end up having a conversation and then it leads into like us talking freaky i like the idea of us like creating a scenario and really like taking sex into a verbal thing like not so make it not so much making it physical but it's strictly verbal and like that turns me on like just to hear you or like watch you see you tell me what you will do to me how you want me how good I taste anything like that just giving me a compliment or affirmations via text and then correlating it to my sex life yeah that turns me on so that's why I like reading again I like reading erotic novels I like reading poems that are freaky or books I like reading stuff that's kinky because it's just fun it's like oh okay you gonna do this to me okay and then what then I'm gonna fuck you harder and then what like I like stuff like that so that turns me on if I had to narrow it down to one specific thing but I can get turned on because I woke up in the next day and now I'm horny as a bitch but anyways how are you able to do all these things in the bedroom and have stamina number four is how are you able to do all these things in the bedroom and still have stamina Honestly, I have uh, changed my diet, to be very, very honest. I've changed my diet. I have a workout regimen. Now, I'm not going to sit here and cap as if I'm lifting weights up in this bitch all day long. No, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to sit here and say that I go running every day. I don't do that either. But I do have a regimen where I do set set aside time to work out because you practicing breathing techniques excuse me while working out is a good way to help you like is a good way to help with stamina i do i practice yoga i don't want to say i do yoga that's stupid but um i practice yoga i just try to keep myself mobile and flexible i try to keep my hips as open as possible but to be honest the biggest thing is probably my diet to help me do the things that i do because the food that you eat can determine like your laziness or your drowsiness or your sluggishness like if i'm sitting there eating a whole bunch of beef and fried food y'all gonna be a fat lazy whore i'm not saying whoever out there who eats fried food all the time you're a fat lazy whore i'm not trying to call nobody out or be a dick or be rude it's just again my podcast i'm very like blunt because i don't want to sit there and sound professional when i do that all fucking day but if you sit there and you eat fast food all the time and then you try to go have sex, you could be a sluggish, lazy whore afterwards. If you eat fucking fried food, if you're always eating greasy food, if you're always eating starch, it's nothing wrong with having those things in accommodation, but honestly, the food that you eat can play a role into how you taste and how you perform. But also, um, what I do is I'm just tapped into my sexuality. I'm very in tune with my body. Like, I know when my cycle is coming, not because of my period tracker or anything like that, but I can feel when there's a shift in my ovaries or in my uterus and all this other kind of stuff. I can tell when my nipples are extra sensitive without even having to look at them or touch them or go in the mirror and I'm staring at them. Um, I can tell when, like, a piece of my hair is growing out of place. Like, I'm just very in tune with my body. So, because I know myself a lot I'm able to do certain things in the bedroom that 
is of my caliber. I hope that made sense. But basically, I'm so in tune with my body that I've created, I've basically made myself to be this freaky whore that I am today. But honestly, it started off with just me understanding myself. It Actually, that's what it was. It started off with me understanding myself. And then once I started to understand myself and see where I was going wrong, I changed my diet. Once I changed my diet, I changed my workout regimen. Like everything honestly started from understanding myself. Because at one point, I wasn't even riding dick. Like at this point, like my first love, he always wanted me to ride. And it was just like, your dick is not even worth the riding. Like it's not worth the bouncing, the scooting, the riding, the nothing. And after that, like, people who I was having sex with, like, if I rode, it was because, like, they asked me to. It wasn't, like, some willy, willingly type shit. Now, <laughs> and it's not even just because of my partner now. It's just ever since I've taken the time to be like, okay, you know what? This is my body. These are my wants and needs. This is how I like it. Okay, I need to change my diet because my pussy's not responding the way that I needed to when I ate, for example, McDonald's. But if I sit down and I make a salad at home... And I still have, like, the proteins that I like, but it's more, like, vegetables and stuff like that added into it. And I'm eating healthier. Now my pussy is just like, wah, 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 wah. So, yeah, it started with me understanding me. And then we reciprocated that energy over to blah, 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 blah. Question number one, two, three, four, five. Who taught you about sex? Nobody. (laughs) No fucking body. Like, literally, I already said this in the other part, and again, if she listens to this episode, oh well. Like, my mom didn't teach me about sex. Me and my dad, um, our relationship at the time when I was trying to understand what sex was was kind of shaky. Like, nobody. I I specifically remember this happening where I wanted to ask my mom about sex. Well, I did ask her. And my cousin was at my house, and he was older than me. So it was just like, I feel like this is a conversation that I could have with my family in a sense because, you know, this would be proper or it would just make a lot of sense. I asked her about sex. I was like, mom, what is sex? And her ass was just like, you shouldn't worry about it until you're married. The fuck? What? Why? Why? Because everybody's everybody's singing about it right now. And when you go to church, they be like, I was out here having sex with random people, but God saved me. Okay. How are you going to sit here and say that you was having sex with random people and God saved you? But I don't even know what sex feels like or what it is. So am I being saved right now or am I already saved or do I have to go through some shit first to get saved? You know, when you're younger, you just got a lot of questions and shit. And then when people are like kind of nervous to answer those questions, they basically just come back and be like, you know what? You're too young to understand. So blah, 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 blah. No, I'm not too young to understand. You're just too old and immature to explain it. But that's cool. But, um, yeah, no one taught me how to have sex or taught me about sex. And, honestly, the reason why I'm so educated in a lot of this shit about sex is because I put myself in a lot of situations. I don't want to say I put myself in a lot of situations. I shouldn't say it like that. Some situations I did put myself in where I had to learn the hard way. And some situations were basically just, like, slapped across my face and given to me the hard way. So it made me learn about sex. But also... A lot of books I read on sex. Um, a lot of friends that I ended up making later on in life um, taught me about sex. And just, again, back to learn about myself. Because I don't want to say porn taught me about sex. Because all porn did was show me that somebody with a dick can penetrate a hole. And then the person starts being like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, daddy. Like, 
to be honest, I'll say who taught if something taught me how to moan, I would say porn, but taught me about sex, nobody. I sat and I I sat down and learned about sex myself. And then we had a quote-unquote sex education class in high school. All they did was say that STDs this and STIs that and pregnancy this and HPV and herpes 1 and 2. But really didn't explain herpes 1 and 2 because everybody, damn near everybody got herpes 1. But genital herpes or the herpes that people are mostly afraid of is herpes 2. But then you go to the doctor and they be like, hey, you have HPV 1. And they're sitting there like, oh my God, you gave me herpes. And it's like, uh, you suffer with cold sores. You was going to have herpes anyways. Whatever. But, you know, nobody really sat down and said, hey, this is a vulva. A vulva is also known as a vagina. But the correct term is a vulva, vaginal opening, labias, clitoris, clitoris hood, penis, anus, anal canal, rectum. Nobody sat down, sat me down and really, like, explained that to me. But I can also say my mom did this other thing. She tried to do this scare tactic with me of like showing me what chlamydia and gonorrhea looks like on a computer screen y'all you can call me a weirdo all the fuck you want to but to be honest it did not scare me it didn't make me throw up i like watching pimples being popped i could sit down and watch pimple popping videos for an hour i can watch blackhead videos be popped for an hour i can watch stuff like that for hours i have dr pimple poppers notifications on So showing me chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes, and all that other kind of stuff and how it affects your vulva and your penis. Again, mother, that was a terrible idea because it didn't do nothing to me, but made me be like, oh, okay, just don't get an STD. So yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Question number six, how do you practice safe sex without a condom? (laughs) Bless me. How do you practice safe sex without a condom? Um, well... It's basically like calling me out because I practice safe sex, but I don't use condoms. And how I practice safe sex, honestly, is number one, I still get tested. I get tested regularly. I don't give a fuck. I don't care that I have been with my, I've been with my boyfriend for almost five years. It'll be five years on February 16th. I still get tested every six months. Why do I do that? Simply because your body can change over time. Over time, naturally, your body can just change. And it's not because, you know, there's some, there's some like crazy ass backstory to it or whatever. Your body just changes over time. It's natural. It's common. So you just need to know. And then on top of that, it's already been shown in studies and doctors talked about it, talk about it, and it should be discussed more that a lot of the STDs or STIs that are long term, they don't show up like in your results whenever you go to the doctor. They only show up when you have a, um, a reaction like herpes, too, for example, um, or genital herpes, as people know it as you wouldn't know you have genital herpes until you have a reaction. So you wouldn't know to get tested for genital herpes or you wouldn't think to get tested for genital herpes or you're probably going to have a false negative because you don't have a reaction. But let's say you go every six months or every time you, I'll explain at the end of how often you should go get tested. But let's just say you go every six months, you go get tested. 
one of those six months, the motherfucker going to show up and it's going to be like, hey, you have whatever STD, STI that's in your bloodstream that wasn't showing up in the past before. Now, does it mean that you're a nasty person? Does it mean that, you know, you've been out here just living a bad life? No, because again, they don't always show up in your body and who knows how you could have gotten it. But it's good to go to your doctor and it's good to have a great a relationship with your doctor and that's also how I practice safe sex I have a great relationship with my doctor I tell her I don't give a fuck I tell my doctor what I did like literally I went to go get a, um, a pap I went to get pap I went uh, I got a pap I got tested I did a whole bunch of stuff when I went to my doctor recently and literally and this was my first time going to this doctor because I moved here to Jacksonville or I live I live in Florida now and so I needed a new doctor and it was around the time for me to get tested again anyways. So when I went, when I came to her, literally, she was like, hey, if you feel shy or, you know, you could just tell me that you want to ask a question later or you want to fill out on your own time. I'm like, girl, I don't care. Like literally as she's checking, she puts the, uh, I can't think of the tool at the moment, but ladies, when you go get a pap or when you go get your, um, your annual checkup, they put the little silver tool inside of your vagina your vaginal opening, spread it open, and, like, do the little swab and stuff like that. I literally told her before she did that, hey, I had sex last night. And she told me straight up, she's like, okay, because you had sex last night, there's a possibility that some of the fluids or the um, bacteria, it still could be inside of you, so some of your results might come up kind of faulty or whatever. And I was like, okay, I know that for next time. And then she was like, but you should be good. What did you do after sex? I told her my after sex routine. And she was like, okay, good job. Just make sure after sex you do this part first, blah, blah, blah. Like me and her literally sat down and had a whole 30-minute conversation about what happens in my sex life, how I carry myself. And she gave me her professional opinion about it. Now, yes, she did tell me, like, I should be wearing condoms or I should get on birth control. To be honest with you, me personally, I'm not doing either or my own decision, my own discretion. Am I going to preach that to other people? No, I am not. Because if you feel like birth control works for you, do you, boo-boo. If you feel like condoms are a better alternative for you so that way you can practice safe sex, then by all means do that. But for me, I know my body, I know my routine, I know me and my partner's routine and how we operate. So I practice safe sex by making sure that I am up to date on my test results. I'm, I take care of my body. And I also have great communication with my partner because at the end of the day, I could fuck myself all I want to, but if he's going to be the one to also have sex with me, then he has to understand this is how my body operates. This is how I like my body to operate. This is what I appreciate about myself. So don't fuck up none of this stuff. And if you fuck any of this up, you're out. Like, that's how I practice safe sex. So, but I was going to say, when it comes to getting tested, you're supposed to get tested. If you're having sex with the same person for years on out, whatever, like me, you're supposed to get tested at least once or twice a year. So every six months or every year, but again, you know, whatever. But if you're having casual sex, every new partner you're supposed to get tested before and after them. So let's say you're fucking with a nigga named Jim. And then you and Jim, y'all been having sex for three months. You should get tested. You and Jim, honestly, should get tested before y'all have sex. 
exchange results, talk about it like an adult, be like, hey, these are my test results. Okay, these are my test results. Depending on your test results, that will determine if you should wait a little bit to have sex or if you good to go. You and Jim, y'all start fucking for three months. You and Jim don't work out. Boom. If you and Jim don't work out, go get tested again. I'm not saying that Jim was a cheater. I'm not saying that you was a cheater. But you never know how Jim's body reacted to your body or how your body reacted to Jim's body. So both of y'all should go get tested. Bada bing, bada boom, bam. Then if you end up getting a new partner, depending on how long it takes you to get a new partner, you should get tested again before that new partner or get tested after that new partner, depending on how long it takes. But every new partner you end up having sex with, you need to get tested before and after you have sex with them. Point blank, period. Y'all just be out here fucking people willy-nilly-dilly. Do your thing. I'm not going to judge nobody for having casual sex because I know at one point in my life I was having casual sex out the ass. But also what I was doing to keep myself protected was I got tested every single time before and after that new partner because I refused to catch chlamydia or gonorrhea. I refused, honestly, I refused to have anything wrong with my body just because I want to have fun. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to be great. It's okay to have a good time. By all means, do you boo-boo. But I'm telling you now, STDs, STIs, pregnancies, unwanted shit can be a heavy-ass burden on your life. So if you really want to understand how to practice safe sex, go talk to your doctor. Your doctor knows you a whole lot. They're not going to know you better than you because you own your body. But your doctor is going to know you a lot. Why? Because they know your blood type. They know how much you weigh. They know how tall you are. They know what your penis or your vulva look like. Like your doctor sees you in a light where it's like, okay, professionally, these are my opinions. Then you take their opinions or their professional quotes, apply it to your life the best way that you can. Bada bing, bada boom, bam. That's how I practice safe sex. And the last question, oh, damn, the last question was how often should you get tested? I already answered that. I've already answered that. So the Q&A is basically over. Again, if you want to book a more detailed personal session with moi, book a session with me at www.fairyintimate.com. Again, it's www.fairy, like me, F-A-I-R-Y intimate.com and then you know we can have this personal conversation you want to get more in-depth and more detailed you can book one of the sessions that i already have pre-made and then you can learn about sucking dick you can learn about yourself how to masturbate you and your partner can become a better couple and y'all can become more intimate and more sexual sensual erotic with each other or you could just have this big ass session with your family and friends and everybody can learn the finger five hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope y'all have a great rest of your motherfucking day Bye.